This is the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. I'm your host as usual. Uh, today joining me, a return guest, a very special guest, uh, the original Gata. Welcome Hi. back, Monique Dupree. Hi, how are you? I am doing wonderful. I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be better right now. I'm so happy to have you back. Welcome back. What have you been up to and how have you been? Uh, I'm happy to be back. And um, I'm happy that the world is starting to open up again. <laughs> um, I'm okay now. I'm better now. Uh, COVID it really kind of uh, stripped us all of a lot of things. And so a lot of stuff has uh, changed, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. So I just had to like um, uproot and retool, so to speak, with some of the things that uh, I've been doing, but I'm doing good now. That's good. Um, I mentioned it on a previous episode, but uh, recently lost uh, a member of the Pittsburgh comedy community to COVID. Uh, I just want to say rest in peace, Howie Mack. And touching on that, I also lost uh, the woman who raised me to COVID this year. So it's it's definitely been challenging. Oh, wow. And I'm so sorry to hear that. My condolences to you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, and not to get in a negative or or get too far gone, but I, I saw we lost New Jack this year. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really uh, disheartening. It was really sad. I got pissed off, too. And I'm sort of, I mean, anybody that knows me or follows me, knows that if you say something and I see it, you say something wrong, I will jump on the attack because I don't like keyboard warriors. Absolutely. Uh, so I saw a lot of people saying negative stuff about him, you know, uh, and I just thought it was so disrespectful, especially on the, under like the podcast posts, like mm -hmm. Tommy Dreamers, uh, cause I, you know, I run the House of Hardcore podcast. So like, I see all the comments that come up and it really, it pissed me off. So, um, but yeah, I I was sad to hear that. Uh, he was actually a really he was always good to me. Um, he's funny as hell and just who he was. Yeah, I see. I feel like he was portrayed a certain way in a couple uh, documentaries that came out recently. But he also seemed like one of those guys that just didn't care what other people thought of him, and that's still exactly. refreshing. He was just himself. That's it. What you saw is what you got. Well, that being said, uh, since the last time we spoke, what uh, what projects have you been working on? Uh, well, I can't even remember what I was working on the last time we spoke because <laughs> I've been doing so many different podcasts for different things. But uh, I know one of the newest things that I've gotten involved in is a lingerie fighting championship. Uh, oh, okay, congrats on that. I seen you, you posted about that the other day. Yes, thank you. Um, so... My husband picked my name, Icon Candy, but um, for some reason or another, I wasn't allowed to just use Icon Candy. So it's Monique Icon Candy Dupree, like I'm a boxer, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, he picked out that name because it was, a, uh, it was a name or a title used in one of our songs before. And he was like, I always wanted to kind of build you up you know as icon candy with like an eyeball icon candy. oh that's fascinating um, yeah as like the logo so we've been working on that and um i'm just really excited to like have my first match in august i don't know which date it's going to be yet 
um, and continue on to, you know, my training and everything. And so that came about from, of course, wrestling and my involvement in wrestling. Can you so, say the name of this uh, company again? It's a lingerie uh, champion. Sorry, lingerie fighting championship. Now, is this like <clears throat> a wrestling promotion or is this actual uh, combat sports? It's uh, an amalgam of, of sports uh, kind of put together. Uh, we don't wear any uh, shoes, any footwear. So it's kind of like um, MMA style in lingerie, but it's uh, you don't have any face contact. Like we can't like we can't mess up our faces because we're wearing lingerie and, you know, but it's still it's still fighting. Okay. So that's why you have to be trained a certain way and so on and so forth. So it's still uh, combat. It's just not, um, it's just a little bit of everything meshed together. It's kind of hard to explain. Like Katie Forbes is um, is also involved. Oh, in I unfortunately, uh, well, not unfortunately, but I follow Katie Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had, I've had bouts with Katie Forbes in the ring a couple of times in the wrestling ring and pro wrestling. So I really, once I saw she was on the roster, I was like, I want to fight Katie Forbes. So I like, I want y'all to book that for my first match. I want to get my revenge on Katie Forbes because she always, you know, kind of gets the drop on me with her ass. So <laughs> I, I kind of want to return the favor with my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be uh, a rather entertaining match. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get them to or get, you know, the audience to want to see that because I think it would be like a really great fight. Every time we've um had heat in the ring, it's always been great, you know. So I would love the opportunity to face off against her as like my first time match. It would be I think it would be cool. I'm obviously not a booker, but I wouldn't see that as being an issue. You're both uh very very uh busy with social media like you're both yes. very good at the marketing side of it yes absolutely i i mean this is what i thrive off of this was one of the reasons why tommy had hired me you know uh is to do you know all the social media stuff you know it's the reason why um you know with talking with my husband recently and seeing all of the holes in the places that like he kind of need filled with the writing and like, he's really good at doing all of that stuff, but he's not good at promoting himself. Can we shout him out? Uh, and because you said you've been managing his career a little bit lately, uh, Anthony yes. St. Thomas. Yes. Um, I, I just took over manager. I mean, I've always, I've always put his stuff out there or because first of all, he, he's my main photographer. So most of my photography is either my own or from him, you know, with other people peppered about. So I've always tagged him in posts and whatnot. But uh, yes, Anthony St. Thomas is an author. He's a published author. He's a multimedia artist. Um, he's a photographer. He also acts. He's been in like a lot of films with me uh, as and we're out here in Charlottesville, Virginia, about to film again. Uh, we're doing two movies at the same time and he's writing something uh, for Amazon. So it's, uh, you know, I'm trying to, to get the word out there because writers, it's hard for writers to get noticed. It really truly is. I just, I just want to put a couple titles of his books out there too. Um, there's one called a series of left-hand turns. Yes. That's, there that was one of the newer books. Um, and then there's a poetry book. 
uh, called Goddess as a Temple of Worship, which I'm on the cover of. Oh, um, that's my it's a green book and it's like my silhouette. It's a photo that he took of me. Um, and it's a, a series of like sensual poems uh, with photos in there as well. And uh, he also has two books out, but he's re he's retooling one of them. It's 666 North Avenue. Okay. Um, he's revamping it and he's going to re-release that uh, probably sometime this year on Amazon. And uh, also tripping on Wisconsin, which is kind of like I call like a sci-fi novel. It a, a lot of people don't like to read anymore, or it's hard to find the readers. Mm-hmm. But they do have some of the stuff on Kindle as well, you know. But I'm I've been finding new and interesting ways of uh, making sure that I promote him where he can be seen more, um, and you can kind of tie everything in because, like I said, he's a brilliant writer. But I mean, I would say like the black Stephen King. Okay. But it's hard for him to get noticed because he's a writer. I mean, even some of the the best like like screenplay writers and stuff like that sometimes don't get the recognition that you know they actually deserve. Absolutely. So um, when he said, "Well, I don't, you know, I need help with this. I don't know how to, you know, take it to the next level," and I was like, "Well, hello, social media, you know, guru right here. Let me just, you know." use my platform and to help build your platform so that you can get yourself out there and do what you need to do. And he, you said he's been in uh, movies. Yes. He's been in a lot of movies. Um, he was in plan nine with me. Uh, we, we did skeleton key two together. Uh, oh my God. Postmortem postmortem America, 2021. He was actually the, um, the, the vampire that killed me. Oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, And um, recently we did a movie called The Mick and the Trick. Okay, that uh, sounds like a fun movie without knowing anything about it. It's a Tom DiNucci film. And if you look up Tom DiNucci, he uh, has great films. And uh, Tommy Dreamer's worked with him a few times. My brother, Tony Todd, has worked with him once in Army of the uh, Dam. So... We did a film there where we got to do our own fight scene. So oh. they saw that we had chemistry. They didn't know that, you know, he was my husband at the time. And they were just like, you guys seem to have chemistry. You know, you're going to be paired together. And it was like, well, that was easy. So we did a, a we choreographed our own fight scene together and did that in a movie. So that's I impressive in itself. Yeah. Well, fight scene. He's good at stuff like that he's always been behind the scenes of almost all of my movies from the very beginning I feel like it's returning the favor because he helped put my career out there in the beginning just by you know going with me all the time uh helping me with my lines um helping me um to get into a character like I played a a a snake demon before and he helped me to kind of like you know, emulate the character, like what I wanted to do. He He's helped with all of these films that I've done coming up. So he's done photography for them, or he would end up being in the movie because they're like, well, so-and-so didn't show up or, hey, Saint, you want to be in the movie? It's like, well, I guess so. And yeah. the next thing you know, he's in the movie as well, or we would both get hired to come out and, and be a part of the film. So He's been in a lot of movies. Um, he has like three different IMDb's, which I'm going to have to have merged because 
people kept writing either Anthony Thomas or Anthony St. Thomas or Anthony S. Thomas. Mm. But, you know, so he's, yeah, he's done a lot. So I'm trying to help him uh, in return to, you know, get himself out there. And just real quick, he was the other half in, in your musical career as well, right? Oh, yes. Yep. He was actually the, the writer. He wrote everything. Um, I was just the, the voice piece. And he also did the rap. So it was like he did the spoken word and rap and I sang. Okay. Um, let me ask you, uh, you're a very fit individual. Um, how did Monique Dupree stay fit during quarantine lockdowns? Uh, well, I didn't really have much else to do but to work out <laughs> uh, when like all of my jobs just kind of shriveled up and I, I fell into a little bit of a depression, but you know, I handle things differently. I like to clean, I like to work out uh, creatively. I had to start really, it helps me to think about how I can, you know, move outside of the box in order to do things. So then I took on a lot of brand ambassador things, um, and then somewhere in the middle of COVID, uh, Instagram offered me where I can have bad people buy badges oh, during cool. my lives. So I was able to make money being live, you know, doing my lives and such. Um, I don't know. I just the the working out part inspired me um, to do other things. So it was like one hand washed the other. And my children are like like loves fitness. So. I had to kind of keep in shape with them and, you know, do all of that stuff and helping other people as well. I've helped countless people lose weight during uh, COVID because they came to me and asked for help. I didn't charge anybody, uh, even though people kept telling me you should start charging for that, how, you know, how people come to you. So I don't know. It's just a, it's a thing. Um, I, I love to work out. Stay you, fit. you know, from talking with you and communicating with you, it makes sense uh, that you wouldn't charge anybody for that because you seem like such a giver. Like you just want to help people. I do. I do. I absolutely do. Um, it's hard for me sometimes to, I know I'm a brand and I know that I have to treat myself as such, but sometimes I get so caught up in wanting to help because, you know, so many places you go, People are like, well, I wish I could do this, but I don't have the money. I wish I could have help with this, but I don't have the money to get the help. And, you know, it shouldn't have to always be about money all the time. I know that we need it to survive and all of that stuff. But, you know, when you have people that are really like, I really wish I could have help losing weight. Like, what should I do? What should I avoid? What should I, you know, not everybody can research stuff like I do. Like when I lost my 82 pounds, I put my own plan together. Mm -hmm. I researched, you know, like my body type and what I should eat for my body type and, you know, what was bloating me, what wasn't bloating me. It was trial and error and wrote down my whole thing myself. So sometimes I look at people and then I'll say, well, this might be trial and error because, you know, uh, a plan doesn't fit every person. Mm -hmm. You're, we all have different shapes, different bodies. What works for you might not work for me and vice versa. So, I just don't want to charge people. I also don't want to charge people and like fail them. I don't know. It's, it's this weird thing that I have, but I know that as I get to a certain, you know, place, if I go out there and I like do this whole fitness thing that I do have to start, you know, charging something, mm -hmm. 
But for now, I just, I tell people, if you need advice on things that I can help with, I'll try to help. That's, that's a beautiful sentiment too, because it seems like a lot of people who reach a certain level of, I don't know if I want to say status or fame or popularity, they, they sometimes seem to lose their humanity and don't remember what it's like to reconnect with people. So that's a beautiful thought. Yeah. I, I try my best. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. It's hard because you you give so much, but then sometimes when it's time for you to receive, you don't really have anybody that's there to give that back. But you have to try not to be discouraged and, and push forward anyway. So that's, that's wonderful advice. I'm actually going to stop for a moment and ask you, um, since you've been able to keep up so well, even during quarantine, just for people that are down and depressed right now, do you have any advice to offer? Uh, I'm not so sure if it would be uh, advice. And, you know, I'm, I am glad that you asked that, though, because like I suffer from depression as well. And I put myself out there on my platforms because when I'm down, you know, I post it, I'm down. Um, but when I'm back up, I, you know, I post it, I'm back up as well. I've just tried to be a big fan of having faith. Uh, little things that can help pick your day up. You know, for some people, it could be the smell of a certain flower mm -hmm. that can change their whole day around. It can be, you know, somebody text you or just the littlest things. You just have to try to remember the positives in your life. First of all, if you woke up, that's already a beautiful thing because you have a chance to do something. You have a chance to do over. You know, if you went to sleep at night going, oh, I wish I could have done this or, oh, this, that, or the other, you get up, you woke up. A lot of people didn't do that. So I try to tell myself when I, you know, first wake up, okay, if nothing else, I woke up today. I have to see that as a positive thing and not a negative thing. I can't mope around. I got to try my best to make the, the best of this. Like, you know, my grandmother's not alive anymore. I wish that she were. She's the woman that raised me. So sometimes I go, you know, if she were alive, she would tell me, you know, be happy that you're just here. She had a lot of health problems. She had a lot of financial problems. And that woman always smiled. So I try to take strength from little things like that to make me feel good. My children, my children make me feel good. They are pains in my asses, but they make me feel good. So, you know, I, I kind of revel in that, you know, the friends that I have, you know, um, having Saint around so much because we went through a, a point in time where, you know, we weren't spending any time together and, you know, we were just doing our own separate things. The fact that we came back together the way we did and started building on, you know, all of this has been, you know, phenomenal. So it's just like the little things that I just try to hang on to. So that's the, the only advice that I can give. Some people can drink a cup of coffee and it just turn their day around. And I'm one of those people sometimes. Me, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that's great advice. And you mentioned your kids. Uh, from following your social media, your kids are obviously a very important part of your life. Um, you have 10 of them, but they're also so talented. You're always putting your children's talent on display. And some of them are uh, other wrestlers. Some of them are painters and artists. It's, it's very fascinating. They seem to follow their mother. 
they followed both of us because um, my twelve-year-old uh, Inari, she's talented like her father. Um, I mean, she kind of took an amalgam of you know my talents and his talents, but since he's the artist, you know, he paints, he does murals, he does all of this stuff. She just does these amazing things. She she stole two of my glue guns. She says she borrowed, but I didn't know she took. <laughs> but she stole two of my glue guns and she used some of her acrylic paint and she made like pendants and other little creative items uh, to gift people for, you know, certain holidays. And it's just like, it's, it's so amazing to see, you know, I have a little gymnast. She had to stop going to the gym, uh, to gymnastics because of COVID and hasn't been back since things are starting to open up because I don't really trust it yet like sending her to gymnastics class understandable but during COVID I just eradicated the living room and turned it into a, a gymnastics space so that she could keep practicing you know actually both of them can keep practicing and work working on a balance beam I bought a balance beam I bought all of that oh. stuff so we have no living room anymore because we have you know, the workout equipment and the gymnastics equipment and the mats and everything in that one room, because, you know, I believe in their talents and I want to invest in their talents. So that's that's beautiful. I wish uh, more parents were like that. A lot of a lot of folks seem to just give an iPad and sit them down. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I try my best and it's hard you know, with 10 kids and people think because like I have a blue check mark that I have all of this money and I'm like, I have 10 kids and I work independent. I'm broke as hell. I, <laughs> I, you know, I work hard. I mean, this is my nine to five. It's not like, I don't, I'm not an actress and, you know, a pro wrestling personality. And then I turn around and I work at, you know, like Rite Aid or something like mm -hmm. that, you know, and I'm not saying that as like a bad thing at all. What I'm saying is that I don't have another regular source of income. It's just this, and you know how sketchy the entertainment industry oh, yeah. can be with income and how sometimes you got really good months and other times you have slow months. So you have to save up so that when you have the slow months, you can still live. That's what I have to do. That's why when I do my Instagram lives and I do my badges, I tell people, listen, uh, the money that you contribute for this goes to the creative stuff. The next thing I would like to do is start to um, get collect money from my badges to start traveling to different places for uh like really great photography shoots like with myself and my husband i would like for us to be able to travel and do stuff like that i've seen you have also started uh doing appearances at conventions yes i am starting uh appearances again i have not the last convention that i did actually was for my brother i was at um uh, what was that days of the dead with uh, my brother tony Okay. I didn't have a table. I was there for him and to work for him. So I, but I did go to the convention um, all three days and it was like, it was really awesome to be back. But um, I do have a couple of conventions lined up for July. And I think there's one in September. The one in July is in Virginia. And I think the one in September is in Virginia as well. Okay. Uh, Haunted Screams. Can yeah. I ask you about uh, the convention appearance life? Like, uh, how is that experience? Just, I, I know it's, it's somewhat positive fans coming to you and wanting to greet you and take pictures, but does it get exhausting? 
uh, is absolutely exhausting. Um, con convention, like when you're doing convention conventions, that's some of the most exhausting, um, you know, things that you can do because it's the travel there. It's the, you know, having to kind of be on display for eight to 10 hours a day. And then whatever else afterwards, you know, after parties, panel stuff, mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And you always have to kind of keep yourself open. The weekend will exhaust you. Like I know when I, when I do heavy conventions and I'm doing them like, you know, twice a month, sometimes I'm out for the week. Like I just, it takes me almost a week to get myself together again to come back from it because it's, it's really emotionally uh, exhausting because you want to meet everybody. You want to put yourself out there. You don't want to half-ass it, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's very much exhausting. It was exhausting for me running around for my brother and I was, I didn't even have a table, but just dealing, helping him deal with his fans, which, you know, he has a, a buttload of, and, you know, the after party and the, you know, just making sure everything was okay. And then of course, with him, the going out afterwards. All I was just getting ready to touch on, you mentioned an after party. Is there like a get together with all the convention guests? Uh, usually it's a, the after party, I mean, is like, usually with the with the the guests and the fans oh they like they'll throw after parties and you know charge the fans to come in or whatever and then they hobnob with the you know with the guests and whatnot this year well so far um they didn't do that after party type deal because of covid and okay. whatnot so i don't know if and when that sort of thing is going to resume but um sometimes we'll all get together and just kind of talk and hang and especially if you know we haven't seen each other in forever mm -hmm. but of course again with COVID you have to be careful so there was just a lot of you know we we were hanging together but we were trying to you know keep our distance and you know be staggered except for the people who all came together and whatnot no no that that makes a lot of sense um I remember from our first interview you had mentioned your brother being a food snob and you had just mentioned going out with him afterwards again. Yes. Um, any any uh, interesting food related stories that you guys have had recently? Uh, not really. I mean, well, it's always a food story, but <laughs> at the same time, it's uh, I've been with him to Vegas since COVID um, where we were in search for the perfect duck. Oh, that's that's a very interesting um, thing to look for. Yeah, well, he 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 eats everything. Like I remember one place where we went where he ordered marrow, and I I mean I don't I'm simple. I don't like all of the stuff. But he's like, you know, sis, you have to try this. You have to try that. You haven't lived until you know you just taste some of this and you need this duck. And so we never found the duck because I think the place was either closed or um, we couldn't get in because of COVID, it, you know, had a certain amount of people and whatnot. So, um, in Chicago, we had to, you know, relegate ourselves to the bar restaurant, which, mm -hmm. you know, they have good food, but it was the same food and he likes to try different things. So we got to go out once, um, to Harry Carey's okay. and, and eat. And that was pretty interesting. I think everybody 
enjoyed themselves. Just we really mostly enjoyed just going outside of the doors of the convention yeah. to go somewhere else. But um, but I I love the fact that he tells me to try these different foods because I've closed myself to it for many many years and. Um, Saint has tried to get me to open up my mind to different foods. And I was like, nope, nope, won't do it. But then when the both of them gang up on me, then it's, you know, I end up trying it just for the sake of trying it. That's how I tried caviar before, which no, thank you. I don't want it. You know, I've never tried it myself. I've always been weary. What was your, what was your thoughts on caviar? Nope. Nada. Is it don't the texture like it. or the taste? Disgusting. All of it. Yeah. Don't want any of it. I okay. don't like it. That's fair. I didn't like it. I didn't like the look of it going in, but I, <laughs> I tried to I tried to keep my mind open and I said, nope, don't want it. I'm good. I just, you know, give me a give me something vegan or even give me some Italian food if I'm going to eat something hefty. But I don't like caviar. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I uh, I uh, ate um, some seafood at a friend's wedding last year. And I don't like seafood, um, but I tried the hors d'oeuvres and I figured I'd be polite. I put the first one in my mouth. It was a little crab cake. Okay, whatever. Didn't like it. But the next one was covered in bacon. So I thought, okay, I guess we can maneuver this. It was a scallop. And I almost lost it on myself there. Oh. Yeah, I just, I can't deal with certain food. So I, I completely yeah. and the uh, caviar. Now, Monique, um, before you were a very busy woman. And it seems like somehow you were able to get even busier and take on more responsibilities. I want to hear about what you've been working on specifically. What are your passion projects? Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of films during COVID, especially uh, with self-filming, you know, okay. doing the doing the scenes myself, which I got to do some directing of myself, but, you know, still. Um, so. I was really, I'm really excited about those films coming out because that means sometime this year or next year they'll be coming out. And like I said, I'm here in Charlottesville because uh, I'm doing two films. Um, the end of, I believe, the Skeleton Key series and then another film called Shark, You Son of a Bitch. Shark, um, You Son of a Bitch? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on that uh, today and tomorrow as well. Uh, again, with the managing his career, that's really important to me to, to kind of, you know, get it out there. Doing the, the lingerie fighting championship, now I have to train more and get back in. I, I stopped working out as much, but I kept fit. But now it's time for me to go back into super Monique mode and, you know, get in the gym all the time like I was doing before so that I can really uh, get myself revved up for, you know, these August shows uh, for that. And they have the pay-per-view link for that. Um, I have it on my on my page as well. And I'm slated for about six other movies oh. this year. So you're staying so really I, busy. Yeah, I know that I'm traveling to Texas, Ohio. I signed NDAs, so I'm not sure when I can like say the names of the projects. But I know that um, that I will be going to uh, PA. Um, Ohio and Texas. So you're coming to, to PA. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I love, I love PA. I do. What, what uh, part, if you don't mind through, me asking? Uh, I'm not sure which part it, it was, but 
I will also tell you that I'm going to be in PA. I don't remember how far it is. Okay. The Shakespeare Film Festival okay. is happening uh, in July and Tony is doing a theater there, uh, August Wilson's um, piece. And he's going to be there for a month doing this. And I'm going to be there for half of that time uh, with him because I always go and support uh, his theater shows. Plus, you know, we usually stick around for a little while and when he, you know, needs help or wants to go somewhere. So he has company, you know, and, and also I'm the person that, you know, deters other people when he's trying to eat and whatnot. That makes sense. You need a buffer. Yeah, you, you really do. Because I mean, you know, he's very appreciative of his fans and stuff like that. It's just that, you know, when he's eating, I like for him to be able to, to eat. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, uh, Uninterrupted. But uh, so I'll be there. I can't remember what city that is. But if you look up Shakespeare uh, Film Festival or Shakespeare Festival, uh, you'll see what city it's in. But it's in PA. So I'm going to be all around PA uh, next, well, July. But I'm coming out there in June as well. Okay. well, if you ever happen to be in the Pittsburgh area and I happen to have a show, you always got free tickets. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And Saint was just talking about needing to go to the Pittsburgh area um, at some point in time soon. So I got to tell him. that. Yeah, that'd be cool. There's a lot of uh, interesting architecture and a lot of uh, opportunities for good photo shoots, too. I I know you guys were very interested in that. Yeah. Okay. cool. Thank you for telling me that. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. And with him being a writer and an artist, there's a there's quite a large community that I'm sure you came get plugged in. Um, there's a group on Facebook called Pittsburgh Entertainment Industry Networking um, that focus. It's a bunch of actors, performers, and all that that like to get together and share projects. I don't know if I invited you to that group, but it's, it'd be beneficial in the area as well. Okay, I don't know if you did, but can um, can you resend if you did send it? Or? Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, it's always fascinating to just, I, lo- I love a self-starter. The, the longer I've done this program, um, I'm over a year in now, which I'm thrilled about. But the longer I do it, the more I realize the people I talk to and I'm attracted to are all self-motivated, self-starters and work hard. You have to, you really, you really truly have to. And, you know, again, I like to try to help the people that's like, well, you know, I'm good at doing all of this. You know, I, I'm good at being a self-starter, but I'm not good at letting everybody know, you know, that's one of the reasons why too, I started setting up uh, podcast interviews and stuff, you know, for Saint, because I was like, I've been doing this for years. You've been right next to me, but now you need to be in front of the screen talking about your projects so that people know they exist. You know, Absolutely. we're working on a we're working on a five minute short together. Actually, he just wrote. Uh, I had a concept for a film over a year ago that's on IMDb called Sugar Rush, and uh, I did the principal photography for it. Like what you know what I was looking for, but I hadn't written it yet. I just mm. knew what I wanted. So I told him I was like, "Listen, I really need this short written, and I think that you know you could do it, and that we could actually film it together." So he he wrote the short for me. Uh, like I said, it is five minutes. I just wanted to start really small um, because I wanted to shoot it with uh, two iPhone 
Pro, two okay. iPhone 12 Pros. And um, I've seen beautiful work done with just iPhones, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even a lot of famous people, you know, shoot their music videos and such. But I want to try my hand at shooting this, this five minute short and he wants to help me. So he wrote it. And now we're starting to really get the ball rolling with, uh, well, okay, what do we need for this? What do we need for that? And, you know, storyboarding and everything. So I think we've been in the business long enough. And I did direct my first uh, film, Shadowhunters Devil Speak, but I had the help of John Johnson on set. This time it'll just be, you know, Saint and I working on that. So I'm very excited about that because that's something that's ours. So whether it sucks or it's good or whatever, it's something that we did. He wrote it. I'm directing it. You know, I put the concept together. I'm going to be doing the wardrobing and everything, you know, hire our kids to do the makeup and so on and so forth. My 12 year old is uh, practicing right now to like be able to do uh, little basic effects because she's so good with with that stuff. So I sent her to to research certain things. She researches everything on YouTube. That's how she learns everything. She taught herself Japanese. Um, she's oh, still that's learning, impressive. but she started teaching herself Japanese just by um, listening to YouTube, watching YouTube, and then watching some of the shows in Japanese as opposed to the English translation of. Now that's that's a big step. Um, I want to say first off, congratulations on on doing your own first like project like that. And you you said that it may suck. I highly doubt that. Uh, But no matter what, you have to start somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I said it doesn't matter. You know, the outcome of it doesn't matter so much as we decided to do it because he has a lot of scripts that he's been trying to, you know, sell or show to other people, including a script that had uh, me and Tony as the main characters so that brother and sister could finally work together and it's hard for him to shop his stuff because people don't really look at him as uh somebody like worth looking at so Mm -hmm. I was like you you know you have to you have to start doing these things first so that you can make a name for yourself so that people can google you and see this this is like our newspaper you know Mm -hmm. so social media you have to utilize social media for your benefit you know it's so much bad stuff on there but there's it's such a tool for learning and for being able to come up as well if you know how to use it and it's a networking tool yeah so i'm i'm trying my best to help him but you know he's 55 and he's like he's like i'm a little ancient i'm and he's also set in his ways so he does things the way he does things and that's why i kind of took the reins and just said Eh, let me do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure at some point we'll have him on here to discuss uh, all about his projects and everything. Yes, I hope so. And then you'll discover that a lot of it is interwoven. Uh, you know, our stuff has always been interwoven. I mean, if it wasn't for him and our children, I would have never have continued my career as an actress because I thought that once we had like, you know, kids and stuff that I had to stay home because mm-hmm. that's what I was told. And he was like, no, that's not what you're going to do, you know. So, you know, I owe it to him to return the favor, you know, on top of the fact that, you know, I I love the man. I mean, 
I married guys, that crazy person. Yeah. So. <laughs> you guys have a lot of time in. Um, can I ask how you guys met, where you met? Uh, uh, well, we're from Newark, New Jersey. Okay. So we met in Jersey. Uh, when we met, we actually were with, you know, other couple. Like we were coupled off differently. Mm. And his girlfriend knew my boyfriend at the time because we all worked, uh, did a uh, work with the same organization. And, um, and we met up and the first thing that he ever said to me was, uh, you know, you're a stick figure with boobs because I was like, <laughs> I was like 90 some odd pounds, but with like D size D boobs. And so it was just, I was really tiny with boobs and I hated him for that uh, because that's the first thing he ever said to me. But eventually, like, they broke up, we broke up, and we had always remained friends and would, like, go hang out together. We we were each other's calm during our breakup because we were both kind of torn up over that. And eventually, uh, us being best friends just turned into a relationship one day. And then we started making many babies together. You remember I mean, how like, long ago that was? This, this, uh, that was 1993. Oh, wow. You guys go really back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a long, long ass time. So there's a lot of history, a lot of stories, a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah. And you said you're still managing the, um, oh, excuse me there. You're still managing the House of Horror podcast or House of Hardcore podcast? Yes. Even though he's not putting out as many, um, he's not putting out as many episodes, uh, but I still run that if we ever did switch because you know i moderated uh mm -hmm. our twitch shows and whatnot and i hope and pray that house of hardcore will come back <sighs> i guess that's a waiting game i'm so i get so nostalgic and want to cry about i miss it so much um but i still run all of the stuff people still email me for all of tommy's work mm -hmm. um well, when they see me on his IMDb, I think, because I was listed as his manager on okay. IMDb. I mean, I am still listed as his manager, but he, you know, he's Tommy Dreamer. He can get his own work. It's just that when people don't know how to get in touch with him, they email me and then I negotiate all of that stuff. So I still do that. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. I'm just working. <laughs> Every time I hear you talk about wrestling, you can tell immediately that it's not a job. It is something you just love to do. It it really, truly is. I miss it, and I miss being around everybody. I did have the opportunity. I was in Nashville with Tommy uh, a few weeks ago okay. uh, for Impact. And being able to see everybody again for the first time in so long was just amazing i missed everybody but then i still was missing a component because i didn't get to actually do anything okay you know i didn't really actually get to do anything except there was a party we was having like a little after party right just for the wrestlers and we were unable to stay in the room because people were complaining that we were making too much noise but when you get a group of people together talking it's gonna sound noisy yeah because everybody's just talking so it wasn't nobody was being unruly or anything like that we were just merely standing and talking um 
So I got to be, um, I got to solve problems. That's what I do. I'm a problem solver. So when they said that we would have to leave out the room if there was noise one more time, I know all the staff there uh, because I've been going there with Tommy during you know the pandemic. So I went and I talked to the security guy who liked me and then went downstairs and talked to the manager. I was like, listen, can we, if we come downstairs, can we come down here and like, you know, bring our stuff down here, our music, our alcohol, whatever, and just bring it down into the lobby. And she was like, sure, because nobody, nobody's here in the lobby. So I was like, I went up to everybody. I was like, okay, guys, we can move downstairs. We can play our music. We can do whatever. Uh, and they're okay with it. There's only two people working tonight and they don't care if music is blasting. So we moved everything downstairs and then the party. I was like, I got to solve a problem. Um, (laughs) Now, without incriminating yourself or anyone else, do wrestlers party hard? Uh, yeah, I would say so, but I would also say, so does actors. Okay, that's fair. Like, you have you have I've, two views into those relationships that I don't. Yeah, yeah. I I would say entertainers, period, um, can party hard, but like, it's it's not like all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like what people don't get is like when they, you work so hard, you work so many hours, you're you're doing all of this stuff. I mean, it's not just you know them going out to the ring in terms of wrestling, you have to be there all day. You have to, you know, there's so much you have to do. There's so much that has to be done. So when you're done that whole, that whole trip, you want to just, you know, unwind. Absolutely. And and so that's what you do. It's twerking time or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's twerking time, y'all. It's twerking time. Real quick. (laughs) um, You know, it's, it's, it's just that premise is, you do so much for so many hours and you work so hard. Same thing with film. You have this project. Sometimes you have to, you know, gain weight or lose weight for a project. You have months, you have to learn a script. You're on set every day for God knows how many hours a day. You get very little sleep. When it's all over, some people just want to sleep and some people just want to like cut loose, have a party and then go sleep or whatever. So it's well-deserved and well-earned always absolutely uh real quick can you shout out all your social medias and your links for people uh well the best thing for you to do is to google uh monique dupree and you'll get everything but uh my instagram and my twitter is the original gata t-h-a original and g-a-t-a all one word um my facebook fan page is the true original gata all my social media is verified except for my TikTok, which I'm working on right now. I'm on TikTok only to have fun. I'm not trying to like get a whole bunch of views or whatever. I just like to go on there, post my family stuff, post things that make me laugh or that's important to me. And that's the true original Gata as well. But when in doubt, just Google my name. Okay. Um, that's fair. Now, uh, before we sign off here, I just want to give you the opportunity to bring up anything you want to discuss or anything you want the people to know or any messages you have to send out there? Uh, I think we really uh, pretty much covered everything. You know, I will, you know, go on to say to make sure, you know, you guys are kind to one another. Uh, Also make sure that when you're 
you, you know, you're dealing with people online that you're careful how you approach people. There are people that will go online and, you know, you think you know somebody's life. You think you know what's going on. So you just start accusing, mm-hmm. you know, folks of things. You know, we're out there trying to entertain you guys and, you know, show you something different than like, you know, just taking a moment away from your regular everyday stuff to entertain. And I just feel like take that, you know, for what it is and not try to figure out, you know, people's personal lives and stuff. I see it so much. It happens so much. I mean, it happens with me, but I've just seen it happen so much. Just, um, just be kind, be kind, uh, be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, uh, and just be careful of what you think you know. <laughs> we don't live with, like, you know, somebody can post something about, you know, snippets of their lives, but I don't live with them, right? So I don't know what is actually going on. I only know the little glimpses that they show. And I mind my own damn business because I'm trying to get my own life together. I love it. So that's what I have to say. Okay. No, I, I fully support that. You mentioned at the top of the show, a lot of keyboard warriors out there. Yes. Uh, I've never had someone hate on me who's successful because they're too busy being successful. That's <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> Let's just keep that in mind. Monique, thank you so much for coming on. I always look forward to it and appreciate it. Guys, she has so many projects in the work, appearances, movies, professional wrestling, managing. Google her, check her out. Check out Anthony St. Thomas. Um, everything Monique Dupree. Thank you again uh, for us at Inquisitive Minds. Until next time, peace and love.